Mr. Data, what kind of cake is this? It is a cellular peptide cake. But met frosting. Engage. I've been trained to tolerate offensive situations. I'm only in the mood for good news today, Ambassador. You affiliate. I got a beauty right now. Fascinating. See how great hot. It's really necessary. Working. Welcome to Deep Space Nine. On my way. Right here. I'm ready to irradiate your existing brain cells. Battle stations. The one and only. Welcome to Geek Fights. I'm Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Uh, well, tonight we've got Darren Benjamin from TrekCast. Hello. Barry Ingram. Good evening, everybody. And Paul Story. Hey there. So, what are we fighting about this time, Damon? Well, this time is the one we've been talking about for several months. It's Best of Trek. And what we're doing is uh, basically taking what we personally think are the best episodes of Star Trek out of the 700 and something, narrowing it down to 64 because this is a two-part episode, and, uh, well, breaking it down from there. Uh, Mike, how do the fights work? Well, once again, we have an NCAA tournament-style bracket. We pit two episodes against one another and put it to a vote. The majority wins. The panel can decide the battle any way they see fit, uh, which episode uh, is better written, better directed, more dramatic, which characters you like, anything you want. Just use your geek logic. Uh, what's geek logic, Mike? Geek logic can best be described by this handy pre-recorded message. If Webster's Dictionary were enlightened enough to have an entry on geek logic, it would define it as any argument you can use to back up your choice. You define the terms any way you like, as long as it supports your claim and makes sense to you. And that's geek logic. All right, let's start the fights. <laughs> As most of you know, during that geek logic, we're saying crazy shit, and some crazy shit just went down. But we're starting off right at the top. We're actually going in reverse chronological order. We're each we're, we're going to go Enterprise Voyager in the first little grouping, Deep Space Nine in the second grouping, Next Generation, and then Original Series. And we'll work our way down to a final four to get to the final best episode of this one for the next we'll work on that we'll get there but we're on our first episode it's the observer effect from enterprise season four uh, a couple organians uh studying a response of the enterprise crew to the infection of uh hoshi and trip to some fatal and highly contagious disease versus dead stop which uh is where the enterprise season two of enterprise where they dock with uh some weird repair station and they uh it proves to be to be too good to be true and they almost lose the black guy i can't remember the black guy's <laughs> name right now Merryweather. <laughs> oh is it Merryweather? Uh, I'm just mayweather gonna, mayweather yeah let's <laughs> okay, <whatever. laughs> the black guy and uh I get, to, I get to start this one off and uh i'm gonna vote for observer effect because i thought that one was quite badass mike you know, I, I liked Observer Effect a lot. Um, I've always been a big fan of the Organians. I thought it was a really clever episode. Objectively, it probably is a better episode, but 
Dead Stop was much earlier, and uh, it was at a time when I wasn't really into Enterprise that much. Uh, it, it really had kind of a shaky start for me. And Dead Stop was one of those episodes where I went, well, you know, this is actually kind of clever. This, this show may not be as bad as I thought, so I'm going to go with Dead Stop. All right, Darren? Well, I, I agree with Mike that Dead Stop was a great episode, and it, and it really did uh, make me really love the, the show. I really did like Observer Effect a little bit more just because it carried over to the original series. It kept that, that theme going through it with the Organians. So I, uh, and plus, it's more of a character-driven show, and I really think that's where Star Trek really gets its legs. So I'm going Observer Effect. I'll vote for Observer Effect. Barry? Um, Dead Stop was kind of cool because it sort of had a Matrix theme where they were using the, the captured bodies for, for computer energy. But I'm going to cast my vote for Observer Effect because they made the reference to one of my favorite movies, The Andromeda Strain, in it. All right, and Paul. Wow, that was beautiful geek, geek logic. Um, I I actually have uh, – I don't like Observer Effect specifically because it, it counts on the Organians wiping out the memory of them having been there so that when they show up in – the original series, people don't go, oh, yeah, we know you're the Organians. And I hate that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's twisted and convoluted. Um, and I just thought that uh, Dead Stop was kind of cool. I, I actually like the, the um, kind of uh, the, the uh, mystery aspect when they figure out that uh, Mayweather's body isn't actually Mayweather's body um, from, from some you know, weird microorganism stuff. Um, so anyway, I'm going for, uh, I'm going for Dead Stop. Unfortunately, Observer Effect moves on, and we're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It's the Andorian Incident from Season 1. Uh, that's where the Vulcans are hiding a secret base in a monastery. The Andorians attack to prove it's there, and Archer and T'Pol get caught in the middle versus the Forge, Awakening, and Kirshira, or whatever you say, how you say that. That's Season 4. Uh, Earth's embassy on Vulcan is bombed, and we basically find out why Vulcans have been dicks for basically the whole entire existence of Enterprise. Mike? Uh, I'm going to go with Forge, Awakening, and Kirshara. That is uh, my favorite storyline in all of Enterprise. I'm a big fan of the Vulcans and Vulcan history and Vulcan mysticism, and this had all of that. And it had uh, T'Pau as a a young woman who was really hot. (laughs) Okay, Darren? Um, I really love the Endurian incident because I love, I just like how it delved into the Vulcans and made them look like they were the exact opposite of what we'd known from the original series. Because Enterprise obviously was a hundred years in the in the in the in the past, um, or was it eighty? It was eighty, right? I think it was one hundred and ten. One hundred and ten, something like that. Anyway, but uh, I really like the the the, the three parter Forge Awakening. Season four of Enterprise was by far the best season. Of Enterprise and probably one of the best seasons of Star Trek, period. So I'm sticking with the three-parter. All right, Barry. Uh, this one was really close for me because it was a really great reveal in the Andorian incident when they uh, went uh, underneath and found that huge hidden uh, Vulcan listening post there when they had previously denied it. But the uh, the the as you, as you folks have mentioned, the Forge Awakening Kirshara really goes into the Vulcan. Uh, 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 legends and, and storyline and I think was just much uh, better written and was a really, really good uh, trilogy arc. So it's a forge for me. Paul? 
Well, it's like this. Forge, Awakening, Kirshara, Vulcans, boring! Andorian incident. Andorians. I love the Andorians. Does anybody not know that I love the Andorians? I'm going with the Andorian incident. All right, a vote for Andorian incident. And uh, I'll give another vote to the Andorian incident, even though the Forge Awakening and Kirshara is moving on, and we are, too, into Voyager territory now. A couple of Voyager fights. First one is uh, Deadlock from Season 2. Voyager split in two. Naomi Wildman is born and dies, and Harry Kim dies. The Vidians are involved with some kind of weird thing that they're doing. Versus Year of Hell, which is Season 4. What is this? Anorax constantly tries to change the timeline to restore the Crimean Imperium. Lots of folks die in this episode. Everything is reset by the end. Darren, which one do you have? Oh, it's it's. I hate the Vidians, so Year of Hell all the way. And I I loved, uh, even though it never happened, you know, it's kind of erased from existence. But I love the two-parter. Love love it, and it it, aired, it actually aired as a, as a two hour movie, so it wasn't even a two parter back then. All right. So, and I want to. I love anything that Red's in. All right, vote for Year of Hell, Barry. I'm um, I'm going to vote for Year of Hell too because I like the way that uh, over the course of the uh, episode, uh, the Voyager got progressively crappier and crappier until it ended up looking like my first car, which was a '67 Chevy Impala. all right paul um you know even though i'm not big on uh on times rewriting time rewriting time rewriting time i have to admit that uh yeah uh having kurtwood smith in uh in the episode goes a long way um you know so i'm gonna go for a year of hell Uh, vote for a year of hell um, I'm going to go with Deadlock because Naomi Wildman and Harry Kim both die. I know they come back, <laughs> but they both die. So I'm going to give my vote to that. Mike? You know, that uh, that was going to be my reason as well uh, for voting for Deadlock. Um, and also, uh, in that episode, actually, I was kind of kind of surprised. It's uh, I was expecting that it would turn out, oh, they're all going to wind up going on the Voyager that's all fixed up and shiny and pretty. And no, that didn't turn out that way. It, uh, it actually went somewhere I wasn't expecting, so i got to give it credit for that. All right, but unfortunately, Year of Hell is moving on. On to our next fight, it's Scientific Method from Season 4 of Voyager. A group of aliens perform experiments on the crew without their knowledge, which is a reoccurring theme in Star Trek. <laughs> Uh, versus uh, Projections. It's from uh, Season 2. The Doctor is informed that he's actually Lewis Zimmerman, the creator of the EMH. He is trapped on a holographic Voyager on Jupiter Station, and his whole Voyager experience was on the holodeck. So it never happened. At least that's what the Doctor is being told. Barry, this one is yours. Um, One of the things that I've uh, noticed that watching a, a Voyager is that I like the Doctor, but only in small doses, and there's a whole lot too much of them in projections. And Scientific Method, I think, was just a better show for the for the the way that they had the aliens and the arrogance of them, and, well, we can do what we want to do uh, because it advances our scientific knowledge. And uh, Janeway turned into a total badass at the end, so I'm voting for Scientific Method. A vote for Scientific Method. Paul? I, You know what? I, I just got to go for projections. I, uh, I, I just really like the the way it was kind of messing with the doctor's head and uh 
and uh, the way it all played out. So projections it is. All right. Unlike Barry, I love me some Doctor. I love Doctor and Seven and Nine and pretty much none of the other characters on Voyager. And if it's a Doctor episode, it's going to get my vote. Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for uh, projections. Um, Barkley. Do I have to say anything else? <laughs> and Darren? Um, I do I do love um, projections, but I love seeing Janeway turn into a total crazed badass at the end of that episode, so I'm going scientific method. All right, but projections is moving on, and we're on to into our next bracket. This is the Deep Space Nine bracket. The next five or six fights are, well, four or five fights. Four fights are Deep Space Nine, and... Uh, have I mentioned that I have a Deep Space Nine ring? Have yes. You, have, you, have you told you guys that? Yes, yes. We we know about your Deep Space Nine ring. Oh, that I thing's didn't so know cool. that. Asshole. Thing. <laughs> I hate you. There's there's like six left on StarTrek.com. You can get go there and get one now. Yeah, I can't afford the three hundred dollars for that. <laughs> but well, thank, I live in Vegas, so you know, you know. I can afford doing this. It's in the pale moonlight from season six. Uh, Cisco gets the Romulans to join the Dominion War. I would love to say more about it, but you all, most of you should know a lot about the Pale Moonlight versus Past Tense at Season 3. Cisco, Dax, and Bashir are trapped 300 years in the past in San Francisco during the Bell Riots. Uh, Paul, this one's yours. Okay. Pale Moonlight, it does have the whole, you know, uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, what am I looking for? Um, you know, Cisco having to learn to compromise uh, his morality to make things work. Um, but I gotta tell you, man, past tense had the moment that I had been waiting for since uh, since uh, Deep Space Nine started. Avery Brooks trench coat shotgun ratchets it with one hand and i was like ah hawk i've missed you so um that is that is the moment uh there were there were glimpses of him uh being badass before like when he punched q but uh that was that was the moment that uh i think that avery brooks kind of let himself uh push the badass from uh, that he that he had shown in Spencer for Hire as Hawk and take it into Cisco. And uh, I always loved that uh, that moment where he just ratchets that shotgun, and I'm going to go for past tense just for that. All right, a vote for past tense. And uh, you were wrong. I hate past tense. I, I can't stand that episode. I, it's something about time traveling into a time frame where I might be alive or I might have known somebody that was alive. I I really, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. So, uh, but pale moonlight is fucking badass. I'm not going to say any more about it because it's the pale moonlight. Uh, If I kill you now, will you not be alive? And will you like past tense better? Nope. Mike. (laughs) It's a fake (laughs) past tense. (laughs) Darren. Past tense. What? Uh, you know, you know what I have to vote for in the pale moonlight. It just has to be done. You know, uh, Trekcast is all about the Deep Space Nine. So, pale moonlight. Now, if Mike did vote for past tense, it is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Barry. Oh, that's uh, that's as heavy. But um, I've just got to go with pale moonlight. It's uh, it's always been one of my very top ones, just for the 
just for the 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 way that it was written and the and the twists and turns and the uh, and the miniature uh, warbird that's the Romulan shuttle. So I've got to throw it to Pale Moonlight. And Pale Moonlight, by a hair, moves on. I gotta say, I gotta say real quick, Larry Nemechek has some photos on his website of uh, um, of uh, that model of the Romulan shuttle. That's really cool. It's got uh, um, the guy that designed it. I don't remember his name, but he's looking in the in the actual shuttle bay. It's a pretty neat photo. If you ever get a chance, check it out. Cool beans. On to our next fight. It is statistical probabilities from season six. Uh, the augments, the, not the cool augments from Enterprise, but the augments from uh, Deep Space Nine tell the future. They basically map out how Deep Space Nine is going to end. Uh, versus Trials and Tribulations, uh, Season 5, Cisco and the crew travel back to the past during the TOS mission to K-7. I, and, I'm sorry, did you mean to say Trials and Tribulations? Didn't I? What did I say? You said Lamination. Did I say Lamination? You said Tribulations. <laughs> tribulations. Okay. Tribulations. Tribulations. But I'm not going to say it anymore <laughs> because I'm voting for statistical probabilities. Mike? Oh. What? You know, I, I love statistical probabilities. Uh, I love everything about it. But uh, it does not have Dax in a classic Trek miniskirt, so I have to vote for Trials and Tribulations. All right, Darren. Oh, definitely Trials and Tribulations. That's for sure. Statistical probabilities is great. I love that cast. I love those guys, but, but uh, it's all about the, the anniversary episode that bridged the gap between the two series, which was well done. All right, Barry. Um, trials and tribulations for me, uh, for like uh, like a, uh, uh, Darren said, the way that they seamlessly wove the uh, old footage and the new footage. Okay, and uh, Paul, you have got Dax in the miniskirt, and you've got Worf. We don't talk about it. <laughs> um, trials and tribulations all over the place. All right. <laughs> Trials and Tribulations, moving on. Mike, this fight is yours. It is Way of the Warrior, which is Season 4, where Worf joins Deep Space Nine, and the Klingons become badass again, versus Hippocratic Oath, also from Season 4. Uh, Bashir tries to help a group of Jim Hadar kick the habit of white, or Ketracel white. Uh, it's Way of the Warrior for me. Klingons, 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 Klingons. Darren? Oh, man, nobody likes a quitter, so nobody wanted the Jim Hardar to quit white in the first place. So I'm going way of the warrior. Anything that brings Worf into the fold is a winner for me. All right, Barry? Um, way of the warrior, because we've got uh, Martok and Galron on the same bridge, as a matter of fact. Okay. Paul? I I'm, I'm think I'm fighting an uphill battle here, but, you know, I'm... I got really, really tired of the Klingons in Next Gen, and they didn't. I didn't get any more fond of them uh, in uh, in Deep Space Nine. And I actually really like uh, Bajir trying to trying to uh, help the Jemadar kick the habit. I thought it was uh, a great characterful uh, episode. So I'm going to buck the trend and go for Hippocratic Oath. And, uh, yeah, you're bucking the trend because I'm voting for Way of the Warrior because it's a fucking badass episode. It's the first time we see the station fully operational. And I'm not going to say any more about it. Isn't that the first time we actually see a big, giant space battle in Star Trek 2? No, it is not. 
Is it? I thought it was. Nope, because Work. no, that's actually in this next round. Uh, it's duet, which is season one. A Cardassian man arrives on the station, suffering from an illness that he could only have contracted at a Bajoran labor camp uh, during the occupation. Kira leads an investigation to determine whether he's actually a notorious war criminal versus improbable cause. And the Dias cast from season three. Garrick kidnaps Odo to help the Tal Shiar and Obsidian Order try and take down the Founder's homeworld, which is the first time we see a hundred warships on there just getting blown to shit. Darren, this fight is yours. Oh, man. Duet is a great episode. And I, I mean... Oh, just the two characters of them going at going at it. Um, but um, I really, I really loved seeing like like we talked about the the large space battles. It just really kind of made Star Trek bigger than life. So I'm going to go with the improbable cause. All right, Barry. Uh, Duet was just absolutely fantastic as a standalone episode, but improbable cause and Dias cast just really goes so far as far as moving the series forward and the character development and just just really just just is the point I think where Deep Space Nine just rockets on into being to being awesome. So I've got to go with improbable cause and a dias cast. All right, Paul. I think actually that duet may have been Nana Visitor's best episode as Kira. Um, there was just some some really great acting. There was some some exploration of the whole nature of uh, of an insurgency, the likes of which we would not see again until Battlestar Galactica um, comes back. Uh, and um, improbable cause dies cast great stuff, but I just have to go for the power of duet. The power of duet. Um... Duet is a powerful, powerful episode, especially for it being a season one episode. Uh, it, it basically kind of defines what Deep Space Nine is going to be. But Improbable Cause really defines it. Garrick is a traitor, but he's not a traitor, and he is a traitor. Odo, at probably the weakest point we've ever seen Odo. Um, i got to go with Improbable Cause. Mike? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Improbable Cause. The Bajoran stuff was always my least favorite on Deep Space Nine. And um, the big space battles were among my favorite things on Deep Space Nine. And there's plenty of that in uh, Improbable Cause. All right. Uh, that is the end of the Deep Space Nine part for round one, at least. And we're into the next generation. And uh, we've got Chain of Command from Season 6. There are four lights! If I really have to tell you any more about that episode, you should just turn it off right by now. I'm sorry. Turn it off. Versus uh, cause and effect, uh, a temporal causality loop traps the Enterprise and it explodes a lot. Uh, Barry, this one is yours. Um, cause and effect, uh, this is just why wow, this is just such a... Just, just such a, a really hard, uh, a hard uh, bracket to, to do because cause and effect is really well, well written. But I've got to throw my vote for Chain of Command because of one of my favorite uh, guest characters, uh, Captain uh, Jellico. All right, Chain of Command, Paul. I, you know, I, I kind of wanted to, uh, to continue my bucking the trend. Uh, uh, tra- uh, trend, if you will, but uh, I, you know, I liked cause and effect. There was a lot to like about cause and effect, but come on, uh, 
there's just Picard. There are four lights. Um, it, it's I I have to go have to go with uh, with chain of command. All right, a vote for chain of command. And you know what? I would almost agree with you, Paul. But this time around, I am not going to really. Uh, yeah. Well, Kelsey Grammer and three. And I love the fact that at the last second, Data realizes what three means. It, it, it keeps popping up over and 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 over again in the episode. And I love that. I love that little bit of it. So I'm going to go cause and effect. Mike? Uh, I'm going to agree uh, with cause and effect. Um, it, it did have Kelsey Grammer, which was great. It almost had Kirstie Alley, which would have uh, made it even better. But the main reason that I'm voting for it is because of the Star Trek drinking game. <laughs> and in the Star Trek drinking game, uh, one of the, the rules is if a character dies, you drink a whole beer. Well, in this, and, and also if, if the ship blows up, you drink a whole beer. So that means seven beers during the teaser. <laughs> this is the only episode of Star Trek that can kill you in the Star Trek drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's all tied up and coming down to you, Darren. Which one? Oh Lord. Um well let me see. Uh um let me see here. I think uh the it, it introduced uh Brandon Braga to Star Trek. That was his first episode that he ever wrote, Cause and Effect. And it started a long trend of uh him blowing up the Enterprise. I think he blew up the Enterprise what a, a dozen times. But uh um Chain of Command, gotta love Picard and that. That was one of his finest moments. And uh, I think the, the There Are Four Lights was good, but when he had to eat the, the Tasper egg, remember the Tasper egg, that gross rotten egg thing he had to eat? That kills me every time I see it. So I'm voting for Chain of Command. Chain of Command moving on, and we're on to our next fight. Uh, it is Measure of a Man. Oh, The Measure of a Man, sorry, from Season 2. Is Data a tool or a sentient being uh, versus The Lonely Among Us from Season 1? Uh, while transporting delegates, Picard and his crew are enveloped by a cloud that seizes control of their minds and alters their behavior. Paul, this one is yours. Wow. I, you know, Lonely Among Us, kind of interesting, you know, but it's got a little too much of the um, uh, political back and forth uh, that I kind of got tired of in Next Gen. Um, and, uh, I, but by the same token, I, uh, the, uh, delving into the nature of humanity and the nature of sentience, um, in measure of a man, I, plus I, I love data. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go for measure of a man. A vote for measure of a man. And, uh, data is a tool. I am voting for lonely among us. <laughs> Mike. You know, I've just got a second that uh, that love for data. Measure of a man uh, is my uh, pick in this one. Darren. Well, we did uh, Trek best of Trek on Trekcast for Measure of a Man, which is our best, our favorite uh, first episode of a uh, of a uh, TNG. And data is a tool till the ladies. <laughs> so I'm voting Measure of a Man. Uh, and Barry. Um, measure of a Man for me also. All right, Measure of a Man. Moving on. On to our next fight. Yesterday's Enterprise from Season 3. 
Uh, the Enterprise C returns along with Tashiar, and the Federation is at war with the Klingons. Kind of a badass episode. Versus Elementary Dear Data, Season 2, the first time Moriarty shows up to wreak havoc. And, uh, Paul, oh, sorry, that one's mine. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> I just looked down at your name. I'm going with Yesterday's Enterprise because, well, that's, I, I, I do love that episode. Mike? Yeah, I'm going to agree with uh, Yesterday's Enterprise. Uh, Elementary Dear Data is a great episode. Um, all, all other things being equal, um, you know, it's a tough fight, but I, I really hate Pulaski, and uh, I will just use that as the, the thing that tips it in the favor of Yesterday's Enterprise. All right. Darren. How could you not like Pulaski? She's great. I love that dry. She's like the female version of Bones. But um, Bones I, I, was I, I, actually charming. Bones was charming. <laughs> so was so was Pulaski in a kind of off-put kind of way. Wow. Um, yesterday's Enterprise, though, definitely. It just this is one of those episodes that really just kind of opened my eyes to Star Trek even more so than it, I had already been. So yesterday's Enterprise. All right, Barry. Uh, yesterday's Enterprise for me too. I like the the twist in that of how. Uh, the uh, fact that the uh, Enterprise C was uh, sucked into the thing and couldn't uh, uh, sacrifice itself, saving the Klingon outpost, and just threw everything a kilter. So, yesterday's Enterprise. Yesterday's Enterprise. Paul, is this the first clean sweep of the episode? I want to throw Elementary Dear Data some love, but I can't. I love Tasha Yar, and I hated her useless death. And I loved that that yesterday's Enterprise gave her a, a, a death that kind of meant something and, in fact, didn't because it set up the whole thing for her half-Romulan daughter later on in the, uh, in the series. Uh, and, uh, yeah, clean sweep, yesterday's Enterprise. Yesterday's Enterprise. Moving on. Uh, last fight of the TNG bracket. It's the offspring. Uh, Data makes a kid. It's from season three. Versus Ship in a Bottle, that's season six, Moriarty returns, only this time he can gains control of the Enterprise in his quest to leave the holodeck. Mike, this one is yours. Uh, you know, as much as I love The Offspring, I think I'm going to give it to Ship in a Bottle. Um, that was just such a great callback. I had forgotten about the Moriarty character completely. Um, you know, the way that uh, they resolved the episode by, uh, you know, everything being within the holodeck. Um great stuff. I think I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Darren? Uh, let me see here. The Offspring, Ship in the Bottle, I'd love, if Elementary Dear Data and Ship in the Bottle were together on a bracket, I would definitely vote for the two of them together, because I think they're fantastic episodes, but The Offspring, just uh, really, uh, the emotion in that episode, you know, you feel for this, this artificial being, and uh, um, even though they're both emotionless, and uh, the scene where Lol grabs Riker, and kisses him right in front of her dad. That's classic. So I, I'm going for the offspring. A vote for the offspring, Barry. Um, I've got to uh, throw my vote for a ship in a bottle because uh, Elementary Dear Data didn't uh, make it to the to the next round, and I like the character of Moriarty and 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 the way that they uh, the way that they played him. All right, Paul. Well, the offspring does feature uh, when Lal is trying to. Uh, figure out what she should be, how how she should look. One of the few appearances of an Andorian uh, in uh, in Next Generation. Despite that, and despite my love for data, data, 
Um, no, Ship in the Bottle was so much better. Um, Moriarty was was terrific, and yeah, since I couldn't throw uh, elementary data any love, Ship in the Bottle definitely gets it. And um, I, I'm I'm going to vote for the Offspring, uh, even though it's not moving on, which is surprising to me. Um, the moment where Data, where Lol is dead, and Data, and everybody's like, I'm, I'm so sorry for you, Data, I'm so sorry. And Data can't feel the emotion. He can't feel the loss of her death. But he's like, it's okay, because I've got all of her memories, and she did have a bit of feeling, so he remembers how it, he remembers her remembering things, and that made it okay for him. And it made me almost cry. So I got to vote for the offspring, but the offspring is not moving on. Ship in the bottle is. Ooh. And we're on to our <laughs> next, our last bracket of this round, which is the original series. Uh, first up is Balance of Terror from season one. The Enterprise battles a Romulan ship su- suspected of destroying outposts near the neutral zone versus the way to Eden, which is season three. Yeah, brother. Uh, the Enterprise picks up a group of renegades who rejected modern technological life to search for the mythical planet Eden. Uh, Darren, that one's yours. Um, geez, that's gonna be rough. Let me see here. Let me see here. Um, Balance of Terror. <laughs> Vote for Balance of Terror, Barry. Uh, despite the uh, inclusion of uh, one of my favorite character actors, Charles Napier, in Way to Eden. Um, I've got to go to Balance of Terror. That's got uh, Mark Leonard in it, and I, I just can't say anything more. All right, Paul. Wow. Um, it's funny. I was actually thinking uh, Balance of Terror was a, 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 a different episode at first. I don't, don't understand why. I can't figure it out. But, um, no, Balance of Terror is like one of those, those quintessential uh, Star Trek uh, original series episodes. Wade and, Way to Eden, it's kind of quirky and kind of, you know, bizarro fun, but Balance of Terror's got to get it. Uh, yeah. And and Wade of Eden is on here because of Chris Wood from uh, Subspace Communique, but I, I've got to go Balance of Terror. It's the first, it's the first appearance of Romulans. How, how can you vote against that? Mike? Is I'll it a clean sweep? T- no, it is not. <laughs> Even though it is most definitely balance of terror by a long shot. I'm still going to vote for Way to Eden because the <laughs> Romulans didn't sing. Yeah, brother. <laughs> Herbert, Herbert. Oh, no, that's not Herbert. Well, that was Herbert. I know. It was Herbert. Okay, 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 okay. Well, I don't know what I was thinking there. Uh, on to our next fight. Uh, it's the Doomsday Machine from Season 2. The Enterprise discovers a super weapon capable of destroying an entire planet, and a crazy Commodore whose crew was killed by the machine jeopardizes the crew on a crazed mission of revenge versus the Trouble with Tribbles, also from Season 2. And seriously, if you are listening this far in and you don't know what Trouble with Tribbles is, why? Why are you still listening? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to explain what Trouble with Tribbles is. Barry, this one is yours. Oh, these, uh, these last three uh, brackets that we have are, are just probably the, the hardest ones on, on the whole... Uh, in the whole uh, tournament to decide. Um, Trouble with Tribbles is a classic, classic trek. Uh, but Doomsday Machine, I've I've seen it several times, uh, all the time, the, the old one, and then I finally had a chance to see the remastered Doomsday Machine, and I just was 
just blown away by it, and that's always been one of my favorite of the classic Treks, so I'm voting Doomsday Machine. A vote for Doomsday Machine. Paul? I actually loved Doomsday Machine. I mean, there was just so uh, so much pathos in that, and um, despite the fact that the Doomsday Machine looked kind of like one of those pastries that they have the, the Bavarian cream in, you know, um, it was just a, uh, it was just, it was an awesome, uh, thing. There was a lot of dramatic tension, but I loved Trouble with Tribbles. It was kind of goofy, but I still loved it, and I've got to go with Tribbles. Trouble with Tribbles. Um, <clears throat> I would normally agree with you, Paul, which is never. I don't agree with you. Uh, Trouble with Tribbles is a great episode. It's fun. I, I... I don't like fun episodes of Star Trek most of the time. Uh, I like I like them to be fun because of the tension, the drama, and all that good stuff. And Doomsday Machine has that in spades. Plus, it doesn't look like a uh, a pastry. It looks like a flaming turd. Uh, <laughs> Mike, <laughs> you know I uh, I have a Tribble toy that actually makes sound. Um, but I don't think they made a doomsday machine that devours anything. Uh, plus, Tribbles are actually far more formidable. Otherwise, the Klingons would not have waged war upon them. Um, I'm going with Trouble with Tribbles. Uh, all right. It's all tied up and coming down to you, Darren. Uh, <laughs> um, I love the Trouble with Tribbles, uh, but I think that Trials and Tribulations kind of made it better. And I've already voted for Trials and Tribulations, and Doomsday Machine, just a cla- classic trek. I mean, it was it was one of the best episodes of the original series, I think. Uh, so, uh, Doomsday, Doomsday Machine it is. Doomsday Machine, moving on. On to our next battle. It is Journey to Babel from uh, Season 2, as the Enterprise comes under attack on the way to a diplomatic conference on Babel, or Babel, one of the alien dignitaries is murdered, and Spock's estranged father, Sarek, is the prime suspect. But he's also deathly ill. Only Spock can save him. Versus a muck time from season two. Ponfar, Kirk, and Spock fighting because Spock is horny. Paul, this one is yours. Um. I just want to say I'm disappointed that Trouble with Tribbles and Trials and Tribulations will not end up going head-to-head. But uh, um, I loved a time. I loved, of course, the, the, the fight music, the whole uh, shtick where, where Bones uh, you know, pulls a fast one and makes Spock think that he killed uh, Kirk. Um, but Journey to Babel is a very um, personally special episode to me. Um, it, it's actually one that my uh, dad, who passed away several years ago, and I um, used to quote all the time, because there's this scene at the end where uh, uh, Spock's mom is, is ragging on them about how unemotional they're being after uh, Spock saves his father's life. And uh, Spock says, she's quite emotional. And Dad says, indeed, she has always been so. Oh, why did you marry her? At the time, it seemed like the logical thing to do. Um, I loved that. Uh, Plus, Journey to Babel introduced the Andorians. The Andorians made me money. We all know how I go on those. 
Journey to Babel. <laughs> Journey to Babel. Um, I'm going with a muck time. <laughs> oh. Right, right off the bat. Love your story, Paul, but a muck time is way, way more fun. Uh, Mike. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go with a muck time too. As I, I mentioned before, I'm a big fan of of all things Vulcan. Um, I was a little bummed that these two were against each other because uh, one of the things I do like about Journey to Babel is uh, seeing Spock's dad. But uh, I guess I'd rather see a bunch of Vulcans instead of just one. All right. Darren. Um, I find that both these episodes are two of my favorite original series episodes, and this is a really tough one for me. Probably one of the hardest brackets. Um, But, um, you know, A Journey to Babel was a great, great story. Um, Amok Time has given us so much fodder for, for decades you know, so many different movies and so many different things have emulated it. Galaxy Quest, I mean, uh, the the Jim Carrey movie. So I got to go on Muck Time just because just cause of everything that it brought. Cable Guy, by the way. It was Cable, Cable Guy. guy. Yeah. Uh, Barry. Um, a Muck Time. I like the I like the way that we first saw Vulcan and started the whole uh, the whole uh, Vulcan uh, uh, stories there. All right, a Muck Time. Moving on. Last fight of the first round. It is Spaceed. It's from season one, and it's the first time we get to meet the man, the myth, the legend. God! Exactly. <laughs> Versus Devil in the Dark. That's also from season one. It's the one with the Horde, and they're in caves and crap. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with Spaceed because I always thought the Horde looked stupid, and Khan is awesome. Mike? You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure... Space Seed is going to win this uh, if for no other reason than it gave us uh, Star Trek 2. But uh, I, I think Devil in the Dark need, deserves at least one vote, so I'll vote for that. All right, a vote for Devil in the Dark. Darren? I love Devil in the Dark. It scared the crud out of me when I was a kid. It was like a evil, scram- burnt, scrambled egg monster. I couldn't eat scrambled eggs for years, but uh, Star Trek uh, Space Seed gave us Wrath, Wrath of Khan. And uh, that was uh, the best best sequel ever, or almost best sequel ever. Got lost out to Empire Strikes Back, so I got to go uh, Space Seed. Oh, vote for Space Seed, Barry. Uh, Space Seed for me too. Uh, Khan Carter Maltabon just 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 owned the character. All right, and Paul. Now, see, I think that the best sequel ever was Breaking Two: Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Um, I recommended yeah, I, that for the list, but I recommended yeah. that for the list, but it didn't make it. Didn't make it. I, you know, Double in the Dark has one of the best Bones lines ever. Damn it, Jim! I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's just there's it. Plus, there's the whole mind meld bit that is just so great. And I really wish I could. I really wish I could vote for it, but I can't because Space Seed did lead to Wrath of Khan, and. Um, it you was a great episode um, of itself, uh, in and of itself, but it did did go to uh, Wrath of Khan, so we got to go there. You plan a space seed and you get Wrath of Khan. Oh, no. Oh. Wow. Normally Mike does that. But <laughs> we are at the end of the first round. We've got the Observer Effect and uh, the Forge Awakening Kirishara moving forward for Enterprise. Year of Hell and Projections moving forward for Voyager. For Deep Space Nine, we've got Pale Moonlight, Trials and Tribulations. Uh, Way of the Warrior and Probable Cause versus and the ties uh, the dice cast, uh, TNG Chain of Command, Measure of a Man, 
uh, yesterday's Enterprise, Ship in a Bottle, moving on. And for the original series, Balance of Terror, Doomsday Machine, A Muck Time in Space Seed. That is a fucked up bracket. We'll yeah, be back be <laughs> right after these short <laughs> messages. <laughs> For you parents who don't speak Klingonese, he's saying people of Earth unite and bring your kids to McDonald's for a Star Trek meal. That's a regular hamburger, fries, soft drink, a McDonald's and cookie sampler, and a Star Trek prize. He has five different boxes based on Star Trek the motion picture, action scenes, jokes, games. He says take it from a father who knows his kids love him. McDonald's Star Trek meal available for your kids now. Are back. We're uh, we're foregoing our uh, normal thing of you know what is your geek cred because almost everybody on the episode has said what their geek cred is. Plus, if you listen to Trekcast, you know that Darren is from Trekcast, the co-host, and awesome. And we're going to jump right into our next fight. It's back to Enterprise. Mike, this one is yours. It is Observer Effect versus Forge Awakening and Kirshara. Uh, well, like I've already said. Um Forge Awakening Kirshara is my favorite Enterprise episode. Um, plus, it's got the Vulcans. It's got the the hot Vulcan who goes on to be a old, withered Vulcan. Um, but, you know, the best part about Season 4 of Enterprise was how well it sort of tied into Star Trek continuity. And even though Observer Effect does that uh, to some degree as well... Um, the way that it ties into just the whole of Vulcan mythology, I think, is fantastic. All right, Darren. Ooh, this is hard. You're place you're you're putting one episode against three episodes. It's just really not fair. But um, I got to go. For There's the, three of them. <laughs> uh oh. The Forge Awakening and Kashara were, were was the three parter. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, I have to go for the for the Forge and and. Awakening, just because uh, it, I love the way it tied in to the original series with the to Pow and and all that stuff, and just being able to see the what was the cat thing on Vulcan that chased him up the hill? What was that? The Sela. The Sela that was like Spock's pet in the animated series, which is fantastic. I love that. Uh-huh. I love that. So, all right, another vote for Forge Barry. Uh, and I'm going to vote for Forge too. I I just like the way that. Uh, in Enterprise, we uh, we we learned about Vulcans weren't always these fine, upstanding uh, Federation citizens. That they had their their own problems and and their own uh, agendas too. And uh, and uh, Paula liked this too. The Andorians in uh, in uh, Forge Awakening Kirshawa were pretty awesome. All right, Paul. Well. I am really, really in a bad place here because I don't like Observer Effect, as we talked about the last round, and, you know, Vulcans. Uh, But, yeah, there was uh, Andorian stuff, and, yeah, okay, even I'll admit it, it was very cool the way they tied everything in uh, to uh, the original series. So I've got to go for Forge Awakening Kirshara. Not only do they tie everything into the original series, they also tie stuff into the next generation because at the very end of the episode, there's a Romulan. And they're like, we will find another way to join our two peoples back together again. And and that's in there, which, you know, goes back to, what is that, unification? Which, wow. Unification. Yeah. Didn't, didn't make it. Jolan jo- jo- True. Jolan True. But 
I'm going to. I'm not going to make it a clean sweep. I do love Observer Effect because it's a it's a ship in a bottle episode. They don't leave the ship. There are really no guest stars. It's all just them. You've got Hoshi with a fever, uh, taking off her clothing. Awesome. Uh, you, you've got Phlox being Phlox going, I don't know. I can't cure this disease. I don't know what's going on. And then Archer being quite badass. But Forge is moving on, and we're on to our next fight. It is Year of Hell versus Projections. Darren, this one is yours. Year of Hell versus Projections? Yep. Oh, man. Well, again, uh... I got to go year year of hell just because that was that was a fun two parter and I love the f- just the fact that you got to see the ship being so damaged and you never really saw that in Trek I mean you did a little bit but you know being able to see it actually take its toll back when it was models you know you wouldn't even you know they'd get hit but with a phaser and you wouldn't even notice anything but year in hell you actually got to see this the ship take a beating so I'm going year of hell year of hell Barry. I'm going to uh, vote for Year of Hell too. Just uh, the the whole storyline and and the way that they had the, uh, the 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 days numbered at the bottom, day sixty three and day one twenty five, and you saw the the uh, the way that the ship and the characters uh, coped with uh, with the uh, coped with the problems that they had. So it's Year of Hell for me. I'll vote for Year of Hell, Paul. Um, you know what? I have to tear my headphones off by uh, by accident. Um, I, you know, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have to say uh, three words: Mad Dog Murdoch, um, <laughs> Reginald Barkley. Um, I I'm gonna go for projections. Uh, yeah, broccoli. I gotta vote for broccoli as well because he's awesome. It's all tied up and coming down to you, Mike. Wow, um, I really was not expecting that. I thought uh, Year of Hell was going to uh, dominate this one. Um, I love Barkley, uh, but unfortunately, this was one of those holodeck episodes, and where well, they're trying to convince the Doctor that you know all of this is fake, and you know we know it. We know that it's not fake. We know that that that's not going to happen, and and I always have a problem with episodes like that um, because you really you, there's really never kind of a payoff on that he, you just he's going to find out that this is all bullshit and, and the episode kind of comes to nothing uh, Year of Hell you know kind of has that reset button but I can handle it a little bit more with time travel so I'm going to go with Year uh, of Hell Year of Hell moving on on to our next fight Barry this one is yours it is In the Pale Moonlight versus Trials and Tribulations I don't suppose I could vote for In the Pale Tribulations, huh? No. <laughs> well, that being said, um, I, I just love the whole story of Pale Moonlight from be- beginning to end. And, and Garrick has just one of my favorite characters, if, if not in Trek and all of television. So, And just the way that Garrick carried Pale Moonlight, I've got to go for Pale Moonlight. I'll vote for Pale Moonlight. Paul? Um, I am voting voting for Trials in Moonlight. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know if it was uh, uh, pale in uh, tribulations, I thought I'd go the other way. Um, you know what? I I think it's going to uh, I think it's going to uh, die a, a death like a Klingon using a disruptor on the Tribble. 
So I'm going to uh, give Trial and Tribulations my love because I don't think it's going to keep going. Well, it's not going to get a vote for me. Pale Moonlight, it's a fake. Um, the end of the episode with Cisco, just I can handle it. I can handle it. Computer, erase that entire personal log. I love that so much. I, I got to vote for Pale Moonlight. Mike? Yeah, I, I didn't vote for it last time, but that was mostly because I knew it was going to win. Uh, and uh, I figure it's going to win here, too. Um, as much as I love Trials and Tribulations, and it was an amazing technical achievement, and I, I loved the joining together of the two eras, um, I was not particularly thrilled with uh, its its cop-out Klingon explanation. So, uh, for that reason, among many others, I'm going to go with Pale Moonlight. A vote for Pale Moonlight and Darren. Oh, it doesn't really matter now, does it? Yes, it does. It always matters. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I lo- this this is really too hard. Can I vote for both? Can I just leave it up to R two D two? Mike might really... have lost R two D two again, so no. Oh man, I can't even do that. God, this is horrible. Oh well, I'm just gonna cause, cause, just because of Trekcast, I'm voting in the Pale Moonlight because that's our that's our that's our go to episode. All right, Pale Moonlight. Moving on to the next round. Next fight is yours, Paul. It is Way of the Warrior versus Improbable Cause slash The Die is Cast. I, I love the fact that these are two episodes that I did not vote for in the, in the, uh, in the opening round. So it makes it really, really hard. Um, and I'm going to reverse everything I said about Way of the Warrior in the, uh, in the first round and say, okay, it was uh, – that was – pretty badass um but you know what uh the the uh the stuff in improbable cause dies cast the a uh um uh garrick odo stuff i'm gonna go with improbable cause a vote for improbable cause way of the warrior is the first time we see the Deep Space Nine, the station fully operational, firing hundreds and thousands of photon torpedoes, phasers, taking on a Klingon fleet. It's an amazing episode, but Improbable Cause is the first time we see the Defiant in action, in a battle. And it's sweet. It's maneuvering all over the place. And, and And the Garrick in that episode is amazing, wanting to get the approval of what we find out later is his father. And doing whatever it takes to get that, I've got to go with Improbable Cause slash Dice Cast. Mike? Uh, When Way of the Warrior premiered, I was working at a comic book store. And uh, I didn't want to wait till I got home to watch it. So we just uh, tuned the TV to that channel and watched it live uh, while the store was open. While the episode was going... Uh, people actually pulled out long boxes and set them in rows, almost like pews in a church, to watch this episode. And um, I've never seen anything like that happen in a comic book store before because this episode was so powerful. Uh, i got to go with Way of the Warrior. A vote for Way of the Warrior. Darren. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go for Way of the Warrior just because brought Worf into the fold, and I think it really, uh, 
I think DS9 was great already, but I think th- that brought it to the whole to the next level. So that actually saved the show, I think. I, I mean, I think it really made the difference. So I'm going Way of the Warrior. Way of the Warrior. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Barry. Oh, dear. Um, well, I think that I'm going to have to, because of uh, the uh, the comic book store story and Way of the Warrior and just the way that it uh, brought Worf back, and, and and like you guys said, set the tone for the whole series. Improbable Cause Die is cast. It's got Garrick, one of my favorite people in the world, but Way of the Warrior. Way of the Warrior, moving on. On to our next fight. Into the TNG bracket. It's Chain of Command versus Measure of a Man. And, um... I like Measure of a Man. It's a cool episode. You know, it is, you know, determining whether Data is a tool and not in the <laughs> is he just a dick kind of tool or, <laughs> or is he actually a, a living being. And it's an amazing episode, but like people have said before, we, we they break Picard. Picard is broken in Chain of Command. And, and I love the fact that we finally see him falter. It's, it's, it, he gets taken down a peg in that episode. It's season six, but I still like seeing it. Or is it season seven? I can't remember. But I'm voting Chain of Command. Mike? Yeah, I will also vote Chain of Command, uh, really just because of Jellicoe. Uh, you know, we had seen Picard. He was this great upstanding captain. Um, Jellicoe comes in, shakes things up. Uh, everybody hates him. He is kind of a dick. But at the end of the day, even though his his methods are different and his tactics are different, he does actually accomplish his goal. And I think that was kind of a, a, a nice moment for them to show that, you know, there's a variety of different ways that someone can be a captain of a ship like that. So, chain of command. Chain of command. Darren. Hmm. Measure of a man, chain of command. They kind of sound the same, don't they? They're phonetically, they're the same, aren't they? Similar. <laughs> um, They've certainly I'm, got the same cadence. Yes, yes, they do. Um, I, I really like Measure of a Man. It was a solid, solid episode, but I really, I, I, I enjoyed Chain of Command a lot more. Even though, who believes that Crusher would be on a on a mission like that, or Picard <laughs> for that matter? But yeah. it had to set the tone. So, oh God, it hurts! It hurts! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Measure of a man. A vote for Ooh. measure of a man. All right, Barry. I'm really tempted uh, to go with measure of a man because just thinking about it and and thinking about the episode, having a minute to reflect on it, and the and the and the moral, you know, the, the moral messages that that it, that it gave out and the problems that they would have. In, in the in the in the twenty third century when they did make artificial life forms and and how you would treat it, you know, uh Blade Runner did the slave labor thing, but then you know, you know how that turned out. <sighs> measure of a man. A vote for measure of a man. It's all tied up and coming down to you, Paul. Wow. Wow. Um it's it's almost like it came down to Picard and Data. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and I'm I'm looking out uh, towards the fence, and I'm I'm pointing where I'm going to put this one, and and this one's for Julie, and uh, I'm going with Measure of a Man. Measure of a Man, moving on, taking down mm-hmm. Chain of Command, making a comeback there. That was unexpected. Uh, 
Mike, this one is yours. It is Yesterday's Enterprise versus Ship in a Bottle. Um, yeah, again, a, another tough one, uh, but Ship in a Bottle is a, a great episode, but Yesterday's Enterprise gives us unification, one and two, and uh, that's enough to put it over the top for me. Oh, for Yesterday's Enterprise, Darren. Well, I think um, I love the Moriarty stuff. I love Sherlock Holmes. I love Data as Sherlock Holmes. I thought those were two great, fantastic episodes. But uh, like like uh, like you just said, uh, it, uh, yesterday's Enterprise set up much more for the series. So I'm going yesterday's Enterprise. A vote for yesterday's Enterprise, Barry. I really liked Ship in a Bottle with the with the with the period costumes and the, and the Sherlock Holmes. But in, in yesterday's Enterprise, I just loved when the Klingons told him to surrender the way that Picard snarled, that'll be the day. And so I've got to vote for yesterday's Enterprise. A vote for yesterday's Enterprise. Paul? You know, a Ship in the Bottle was so um, so good on, on so many levels. But yesterday's Enterprise, Tasha Yar, Redemption, yesterday's Enterprise... A vote for yesterday's Enterprise. And uh, I'm going to throw a vote to Ship in a Bottle here. Uh, it, it deserves a little love, and I don't think yesterday's Enterprise deserves to get a clean sweep on this one. But yesterday's Enterprise is moving on, and we are into the teen, in, uh, sorry, the original series bracket. Uh, Darren, this one is yours. A really fucked up battle here. Balance of Terror versus Doomsday Machine. Balance of Terror versus Doomsday Machine. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when they remastered Star Trek, they made Balance of Terror the first episode they did, because I think uh, ultimately it's the stronger of the two episodes. So I'm doing Balance of Terror. A vote for Balance of Terror, Barry. This is a this is just a really, really, really hard one. Uh, it, it, I think they're just going to get even harder from, from here on out. I think I'm going to go with Balance of Terror because I like the introduction to the Romulans and and the the the, the Mark Leonard character and and you could just see his weariness at at being being a, a commander and having to to do his duty. Balance of Terror. A vote for Balance of Terror, Paul. Um, this this one is tough. This one is tough. Um. But uh, but since I went for uh, trouble with tribbles in the first round, this gives me a chance to uh, give Doomsday Machine the love that it deserves. So I'm going for Doomsday Machine. A vote for Doomsday Machine, and I will second your vote for Doomsday Machine. It's an amazing episode. It you see a commander who has lost his entire crew, break, it just loses mind. Is that what would happen to Kirk if he lost Spock, McCoy, and everybody else? I I don't know. Uh, Commodore Decker loses his shit and then he then he saves the day kind of so i gotta go with doomsday machine it's all tied up and coming to you mike it's uh it's balance of terror for me because um commodore decker's son pops up in star trek the motion picture so uh i can't forgive that (laughs) i knew you were gonna go there i knew it (laughs) holding it against him all right uh, and our last fight here, Barry. It is yours. It is a muck time versus space seed. I'm going to have to vote for space seed here because 
I like the backstory of it with the eugenics wars and the fact that the human race tinkered with genetic engineering and it reared up and bit them on the ass, and uh, and the, the the fact that it launched uh, Star Trek Two and and Khan just had so many wonderful lines in that. So I'm going to vote for Space Seed. A vote for Space Seed, Paul. Um, you know what? I uh, I I. I, as much as I loved uh, Wrath of Khan and the introduction of Khan and even some of the, the moral uh, implications that they dealt with, Amok Time had, uh, uh, you know, that great Kirk-Spock fight. And, uh, and hey, it even, it even gave the name to an 80s pop group to POW. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go for Amok Time. Uh, vote for a muck time, and everybody remembers in the late '90s, you know, the eugenic wars and all that shit going down. That was crazy, wasn't it? Oh, that's right, it never happened, and that's one of those things that I, I kind of dislike about Star Trek is when we roll up. Well, with anything that's time travel or in the future, when we get to that point in the there, what there's their future, and it doesn't happen, it kind of disappoints me a little bit. And you can't tell whether. Whether the eugenics wars happened before or after Escape from New York. Exactly. So I'm going to go with Amok Time just for that reason. Mike? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Amok Time as well. Um, I hadn't really thought about uh, the the fact that it's basically Khan now happens in our past. Uh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. So I think that will uh, that will knock it out for me. And Darren, what? I mean, come on, seriously? Like, it's 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 a TV show. Get over it. <laughs> Get a life. I'm just kidding. Um, I I I think uh, that uh, that uh, I kind of agree with you, but you know, it is fictitious. And as much as I do love a muck time, um, without Spacey, there would be no Wrath of Khan. So, and it was the second best uh, sequel of all time. So I'm going I'm going Spacey. But a muck time is moving on, Woo-hoo! and we are on to our next fight. Uh, this one is the, the, the first time we're going to have two different shows facing off. Uh, it's it, Forge Awakening Kirshar from Enterprise versus Year of Hell from Voyager. And, uh, Paul, you get to lead off on that one. Um, you know, this, uh, this comes uh, flat out to the fact that I liked Enterprise better than Voyager, and uh, and I'm going for Forge Awakening, Kirshara. A vote for Forge. Uh, I also like Enterprise infinitely more than Voyager, so I'm going to vote for the Forge. Mike? Uh, yep, I will uh, agree with everything both of you said. <laughs> Darren? Forge versus Year of Hell? The three-parter? The Forge versus Kishara and yep. Awakening? Oh, good lord. Man, well, you know, I I say it on Trekcast all the time. Season four of Enterprise was by far, I think, the the the, the most underwatched, but the best season of Star Trek ever. So I'm going for for the the Forge. All right, and Barry, is it a clean sweep? It is a clean sweep. I'm throwing the love to Enterprise. All right, Forge, moving on into the final four. Forge Awakening Kirshar into the final four of this fight. Uh, on to our next one. It is the Pale Moonlight versus Way of the Warrior, and this is fucked up. Uh, <laughs> I voted against Way of the Warrior. Any better? 
I voted against Way of the Warrior before, but Mike is right. Way of the I was I was at the same comic shop with Mike. Uh, I remember watching that episode, and I remember not liking Deep Space Nine until that moment. Because I watched a couple episodes, and I thought it was boring because they weren't on a ship going places until I realized they were on a ship and they were going places. It was a different kind of journey. Um, but Pale Moonlight, God, I love Pale Moonlight. I love, love Pale Moonlight. So I'm going to go with Pale Moonlight. Mike? You know, uh, Pale Moonlight... Uh, I believe was written by uh, Ronald Moore, uh, who went on to uh, Battlestar Galactica, and I, I think it's interesting that really all of the the moral ambiguity of Galactica it, it really just it it begins in this episode. Um, I, I never saw that ending coming, um, although once it happened. Uh, it was obvious that uh, that Garrick was manipulating the situation to that point, and yeah, that's probably why Cisco did go with him. But I love me some Klingons, and there's that great callback when uh, Cisco says, "You know, we've got eight thousand photon torpedoes, and blah blah blah. We've had a year to prepare for a Dominion invasion." And whatever the uh, the reference was to the armaments of the station, um, that was a callback to the pilot when they made the same threat against the Cardassians, but it was all fake. And, and that just showed... That's when I realized what the arc of Deep Space Nine was going to be. It, it starts off with these people who are in a... kind of the back end of space. No one gives a shit. The station's a piece of shit. Um, but... By the time Way of the Warrior comes around, uh, that's that's Star Trek. That's where Starfleet is. They're they're the best. They're the brightest, and uh, they're defending the Federation against uh, its foes. So I got to go with Way of the Warrior. A vote for Way of the Warrior, Darren. Hmm. I love both these episodes. Way of the Warrior came first. Um, In the Pale of Moonlight came second, but. Something you know, and I love the way of the Warriors, but something something just holds me when it comes to NPM Moonlight, just the way that it was approached, and just the, you know the, you know Star Trek was was you know this this symbol of hope and the future, and then 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 this episode made me realize that these these are just normal people. They put their pants on just like us, and they make horrible decisions just like us, and uh, that made Cisco very human to me rather than a hero. So I'm going in the pale moonlight. In the pale moonlight, another vote. Barry. Again, just so difficult, but I've got to go for pale moonlight for that just wonderful moment when they thought that they were just totally fucked. And then uh, Cisco hears that the uh, ship exploded with the Romulan senator, and he went and got him some Garrick. Pale moonlight. Yeah. Uh, Paul. Um, you know, it. It's kind of coming down to Avery Brooks versus Michael Dorn for me. And I like Michael Dorn a lot. I think he did a, a great job in Next Gen. I think he was great in Deep Space Nine. But I uh, loves me some Avery Brooks, so I'm going with Pale Moonlight. And Pale Moonlight into the Final Four, on to our next fight. The end of the TNG bracket here. It's Measure of a Man versus Yesterday's Enterprise. Mr. Ortiz? Um, yeah, I, I think we've 
stated the the argument for yesterday's enterprise i i agree with everything everybody said about it um even though it's a time travel episode i'm not necessarily a big fan of that but in this one it worked and we got to see the enterprise c all right the ambassador class enterprise c yesterday's enterprise gets a vote darren yes which one would you vote for? <laughs> uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh um you know, you know, yeah. I think we can't really discuss it any much more. Measure of a Man is a great story. It's, uh, I think, it's kind of loosely based off of uh, Isaac Asimov's stories. Um, so, you know, it's borrowed, but it's a great story. But uh, yesterday's Enterprise, I remember watching that episode lying on my on my parents' floor, and just being amazed at uh, just how that story developed. And it, I was hooked, line and sinker. I didn't even want to go to the bathroom. You know, those kind of TV shows that you just you just yeah. don't want to end. So yesterday's Enterprise did that for me, and Measure of a Man, great episode, but it didn't have me locked like that one, like like yesterday's Enterprise. So there it is, yesterday's Enterprise. A vote for yesterday's Enterprise, Barry. Um, I didn't I didn't think to look up who wrote yesterday's Enterprise, but one of the things I loved about it was how they took just very brief moments of the Enterprise C's crew, the captain and the first officer, and just really made them human, and you really cared about them, and. To do that in the span of what a, a, a 40, 45 minute show is, is just shows real talent, and I've got to go with yesterday's Enterprise. Another vote for yesterday's Enterprise, Paul. Well, you know, Measure of a Man, uh, Data, the whole thing, it was it was great. But not only does yesterday yesterday's Enterprise have uh, Tasha Yar, Denise Crosby, it's also got Shooter McGavin, Christopher <laughs> McConnell. <laughs> As uh, the Enterprise C captain, and, no, he's uh, not the captain. He's the first officer. I'm sorry, first officer who ends up in charge. But anyway, I'm. I'm they used to call. Go. They used to call um, me Shooter at Star Trek Experience. I don't know why. They never. I don't. They never said why, but they used to always call me Shooter. I'm like, I hope, I hope that's not a reference to Shooter McGavin, but you never know. It could be. Yesterday's Enterprise. Yesterday's Enterprise gets another vote, and. Uh, I'm going to make it a clean sweep for one reason and one reason only, because prune juice is a warrior's drink. Yes, that is Worf's only line in the episode. It's his only appearance, and I'm going to go with that. Yesterday's Enterprise into the final, and our last match, well, for our last spot in the final four, Darren, this is yours. It's original series. It's Balance of Terror versus Amok Time. Which one do you have? Balance of Terror versus Amok Time. Balance of Terror versus Amok Time. Oh, 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 this is too hard. Can I? Can I uh, let RTD two have this one again? Uh, I'm just, I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> Balance of Terror versus Amok Time. Um, I have to vote for Balance of Terror. A vote for Balance of Terror, Barry. Um, I think I've got to vote for Amok Time because uh, Balance of Terror didn't show any. Uh, Romulan hand-to-hand weapons, and Amok Time gave us the Lerpa and the On Wound. <laughs> yeah. All right, Amok Time gets a vote. Paul. <laughs> it's Amok Time. <laughs> a vote for Amok Time. And I would almost vote for Amok Time, too. But I used to think the original series fucking sucked. I thought it was garbage until the remaster. And the first episode I actually sat down and watched was Balance of Terror. And because the special effects 
were fixed in my eyes, not necessarily changed, but fixed. I was no longer focusing on the horrible special effects of the episode, and I focused on the actual great episode that it is. So I've got to go with Balance of Terror, and it's all tied up and coming down to you, Mike. God damn it. <laughs> I, when I saw that I was last in this one, I knew. I knew that it was going to be a tie and it was going to come to me. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, when... There's no pressure. There's no pressure, man. No when pressure. DVD first came out uh, and they were selling TV shows, uh, two episodes per disc for like 15 bucks, which is a ridiculous amount of money, um, I decided that I would just buy a couple of, of Star Treks and these are the two that I bought. <laughs> so these are my two favorite episodes. Um, Balance of Terror has has a better feel, a better vibe. Um, it's that kind of submarine claustrophobic aspect. Um, but a mock time is Vulcans and fighting, and you know it's basically all about Spock being horny. So I will I will give it to that. A muck time moving into the final four. We've got our final four. It is the Forge Awakening Kirshara from Enterprise, the Pale Moonlight from Deep Space Nine, Yesterday's Enterprise from The Next Generation, and a muck time from the original series. And Barry, we're coming to you. Uh, this actually should be a pretty easy fight, probably the only easy fight in the episode. It's the Forge Awakening Kirshara versus Pale Moonlight. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, uh, Sam Beckett versus Hawk, and I've got to go with Hawk. <laughs> All right, a vote for Hawk. Paul. Ditto. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Wait, wait, what was it? Oh, boy. Yeah, that's what he said all the time. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. At the, at the end of every episode. And the beginning of every episode, oddly yes. enough. Yes. And he says it a couple times in Enterprise as a, as a, a joke, but... I'm still going to vote for Pale Moonlight. Mike? You know, when we first decided how we were going to set this list up, we debated whether or not we would put the individual shows uh, against themselves and then whittle down as we move forward, or if we would just have them distributed randomly. And we went for this structure because we figured that uh, if we didn't, then Voyager and Enterprise, uh, Voyager more so, would pretty much get wiped out very quickly. Um, so we set it up to show a little mercy to those two. But now we're at the end, and uh, yeah, now it's obvious. Pale Moonlight's just going just gonna to move on. Uh, Darren? Oh, well, I, I love me some Pale Moonlight, and uh, since, since the Forge Awakening Kassar didn't get any love, because Enterprise season four is the best season, well, one of the best seasons of Star Trek ever. I'm going to give at least a vote to to that. That's fine. That is fine. Perfectly fine. Uh, it's it's three great episodes versus one it, it fantastic is. episode. And in the pale moonlight is technically in the actual final four now. Uh, and Paul, this one is yours. It is yesterday's Enterprise versus a muck time. And that – talk about putting me in a bad spot because um, if nobody figured it out, I'm kind of fond of yesterday's Enterprise. I think I might have even been the one to put it into the uh, – to uh, uh, pick it first. Um, but, uh, man, it's a muck time 
and Amok Time is is one of the quintessential seminal episodes of the original series. Um, and so I'm I'm picking. Uh, it, it's next gen or original series, and I'm gotta go for next for original series. You know, and as much as I like the next generation, I do. I like it a lot. And like I said, it's a warrior's drink. It's the only line in the episode. Um, a muck time gives us that fucking awesome music. I, I know it pops up before that, but that's where everybody remembers it from. And, and it's actually a really good episode. Um, I love McCoy in the episode, so I'm going to go with A Muck Time. Mike? Uh, this this is really tough. Um, part of me wants to decide it based on you know the fact that I do overall prefer Next Generation over the original series. Um, but, you know, really for this episode, it, it all boils down to that moment when Spock sees Kirk alive. And uh, you you really kind of see that that friendship. You really see the the strength of that relationship. And uh, for that moment alone, I'll give it to him up time. Derek. Oh man. Um, well, I said last time that that yesterday's Enterprise gave me that feeling like I didn't want to leave the room, and it was such a fantastic episode. And I think Next Generation really uh, improved upon the original series, even though the original series is, is the original series. And we all know who could kick kick whose butt. You know, Kirk's going to kick anybody's butt, regardless. But I have to throw my vote for uh, TNG, Yesterday's Enterprise. A vote for Yesterday's Enterprise and Barry. Um, do we have a winner? Maybe. <laughs> oh, great. You're going to rely on my very faulty memory here. Um <laughs> I think that I'm going to have to throw it with a muck time because of the of the of the Spock character. We had all this up until then. Spock had been this uh, stoic, uh, you know, person, and then we saw him lose his shit and you know throw the bowl of soup at the nurse who just wanted to be be nice to him. And from then it was like, wow, this is this is a, this is a character now. So I've got to go with a muck time. A muck time into technically the final four, but the finals of this episode. We are at the the almost the end. Uh, it is in the pale moonlight versus a muck time, and Darren, this fight is yours. Huh. Well, uh, I think yesterday's Enterprise should have should have moved on, but uh, a muck time's a great episode. And uh, let me think here. Gosh darn it! This, why'd you guys make me go first? <laughs> um, you could have gone last with the two to two. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I will vote for um, In the Pale Moonlight just because Deep Space Nine is my favorite Star Trek series. So that's my only logic. All right, In the Pale Moonlight. Barry? I have to uh, agree with Darren. Uh, Deep Space Nine just just does so much for me. As much as I love Next Generation and the original series, the Deep Space Nine just went in, in just a, so much of a darker place and and just really, really, really just uh, uh, affects you emotionally. And Pale Moonlight more than any any, any episode. So uh, Pale Moonlight for me. All right. Paul. Well, I, I think we've established that Avery Brooks, I, I have a hard time going against Avery Brooks. Um, but 
Amok Time is one of the reasons that people love the original series, and the original series is why everything else happened. And Amok Time has the fight music. It's got it's got great stuff with Kirk McCoy and Spock. And I got to go with Amok Time. A vote for Amok Time. And as much as I want to, you know, throw it to a vote to Amok Time and make Mike have to decide it. Um, in round one, when past tense, when it was tied up between past tense and in the pale moonlight, I was like, <gasps> I was, I was gonna throw, I was gonna quit the show if pale moonlight went off. I love in the pale moonlight. It's my favorite episode of Star Trek. Period. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I'm voting for in the pale moonlight. Mike, uh, thank you, Damon, for deciding this battle. So I uh, I could at least throw a muck time uh, a little bit of love just because it was the theme music of our very first geek fight. Um, but if anybody you know wants to do something fishy and change their vote, I'll just change mine to Pale Moonlight because that <laughs> should win. So uh, I'll vote for a muck time just because it won't win. Uh, it, it hasn't won. In the Pale Moonlight, wow. it's moving into the finale. It's going to be in the next episode. It's going to go up against something from a from the other bracket, and that's a really, really effed up bracket. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug, Paul? Uh, I just actually want to give a tip of the hat to the exceptional memory-alpha.org uh, the Star Trek wiki um, it, it helped me uh, refresh my memory it's a great uh, research tool that I used um, when I was uh, getting ready to write the uh, alien spotlight on the Andorians um, I just want to sort of give it some love so memory alpha folks alright Barry just just want to give a shout out to all you guys I, I, as, a, as a Star Trek fan I just feel really honored to to be able to participate and and just just thanks for thanks for letting me on. Uh, uh, that's fine. That's cool. Thank you, uh, Derek. Huh? What's going on? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I just uh, thanks guys for having me on. It this this has been really fucked up. Thanks a lot for a really fucked up time. I can't believe I had to I had to weed out all my favorite episodes. <laughs> Isn't it horrible? Oh God, I have heartburn now. How many? How many? How many three to twos did we have? They had to have been a record. Um, I think everything. There's only one. Two. Can we have two clean sweeps? I'm, I'm just looking in the first round. There are yeah. three, four fights in the first round that were four to one. Everything else was three to two. Yeah. So yeah, this this was not easy at all. Taking 700 episodes of Star Trek and whittling it down to 64 alone is hard enough. Um, <laughs> to do what we did here was pretty messed up. Uh, I, I'd also like to thank Mania.com for having an awesome geek site. Uh, for all things Trek, look no further than SubspaceCommunicate.com uh, and they have their awesome podcast over there, Life After Trek. Chris Life will be on the next. Uh, Chris will be on the next episode. For all your DVD needs, check out DVDGeeks.tv, and of course, Jarrett Fornby for the pimped out intros he creates. You can read his blog at Hey Star Trek at TrekCast.com. Mike, uh, I would uh, like to thank Darren for TrekCast. Uh, it is the only Star Trek podcast I listen to. Um, well, thank you, and uh, it, it's great. 
And in addition to Paul's thanking Memory Alpha, uh, I also want to thank WatchTrek.com for their illegally helping me catch up on some of this stuff. Um, you can uh, find me on the Zod Complex podcast at ZodComplex.com. You can find us at GeekFights.net. You can email us at geekfights at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter uh, we're geekfights or become a fan on facebook just look for geekfights and definitely check out the facebook page we put a lot of suggestions up there Um, we've got some questions for uh, for people for some upcoming episodes so uh, go on there and let us know what you think Damon Uh, and uh, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network. We're on the Zoom Network. It's a couple episodes behind on there, but we are did on. You say the- rape and review you? Yes, I did. Rape <laughs> and review us. <laughs> and if you would like to be on the panel, uh, just contact us. All it really takes is a voice. It no longer just takes a headset and Skype. But if you have a phone and you want to do it, uh, we'll call you. Uh, you can be a part of the Legion of Geeks. Our upcoming battles are, of course. Part two of Best of Trek and uh, Best Holiday, movie or special. Uh, any and all ideas are welcome. Shoot them our way. Uh, and until next time, keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. And live long and prosper. Deep Space Nine. Not Deep Space Deep Space Nine Come on down to the promenade Then go to Quark's and order some root beer Then try to rent a hollow sweet With all of your friends on Deep Space Nine, Jodzia Dax and Dodo Two, Benjamin Sisko and his son Jake. Then there's Quark, Ram and his son Nog. They're all here on Deep Space Nine. So come on down to the promenade. Then go to Quark's and order some prune juice. Then try to rent a hollow sweet with all of your friends. On Deep Space Nine. And until next time, keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. And live long and prosper. LLAP. I figured, I finally figured out what LLAP means the other day. I did not know for the longest time. Uh, What does it mean? Live long and prosper. No, it doesn't. And internet speak. You know... Leonard Nimoy always puts that at the end of his Twitter. Thing. LLIP. L-L-I-P. Yeah. No, it it's- means la- ladies love anal penetration. <laughs> <laughs> Damon, what world are you living in? <laughs> An awesome <laughs> one. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't know that uh, Nimoy's into sodomy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen some of his photography, so I was pretty much. Yeah, I was going to say, haven't you ever heard the Lost Star Trek episode uh, um, online? 
<laughs> oh no! Oh, is, it yeah, a, where, is, it a, is it a slash thing? Is that what it is? Are it, we talking yes, slash? Basically, uh, uh, the uh, the passion of of Kirk and Spock. The passion of the passion of the Kirk. Passion of the of the wherever the passion of the Spock. That's funny. Well, Spock and, rhymes with cock. <laughs>